Hi, this is Timothy Pig, and I want to welcome you to Text Driven Podcast, a podcast put out by the Ministry of Fellowship Church in Southwest Florida. Text Driven Podcast exists to equip you to know God and make Him known through text driven preaching and practice. To learn more about Fellowship Church, visit our website, fellowshipchurch.co. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Text Driven Podcast, where we are looking at this brand new book that just came out by Northeastern Baptist Press, which is a ministry of Northeastern Baptist College entitled, Does It Still Matter? I want to encourage you, if you have not done any research on Northeastern Baptist College, to do so. They are a Baptist college that is located in Bennington, Vermont, and their mission is to reach the Northeast for Christ. I have had the privilege of being on the campus there at Northeastern Baptist College on several occasions, been able to interact with their faculty and their staff, and I can tell you firsthand that this is a top-notch school. The kids there are fantastic. They love the Lord. They love learning, and they really do want to see the Northeast impacted with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I challenge you, go onto the website, look at it. Maybe God will even prompt your heart to support financially Northeastern Baptist College as they try to serve the Northeast part of our country. Well, as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, we're walking through a brand new book that came out just this year that is written by and edited by the president of Northeastern Baptist College, Dr. Mark Ballard, and uh, one of his associates, Timothy Christian. And this book is walking through the different doctrines of our faith and asking the simple question, does it still matter? And the resounding answer for every single chapter that we have looked at so far, the answer has been yes. The gospel still matters. Yes. Inerrancy still matters. Yes. Baptism still matters. And now we come to chapter four with the question that is presented called, does the term Baptist still matter? Now, the moment you hear that, you might already be repulsed just a little bit because you might have been raised in this idea that denominations are unimportant, that there's really no need for denominations. And even uh, the author of this chapter, Michael McDill, brings out some, some will just approach the concept of denomination saying, why can't we all just get along? Why does there have to be a church with a different name on it at every corner? Why can't Baptists and Presbyterians and Episcopalians and Lutherans and Charismatics and Pentecostals and Catholics, why can't we all just come together and worship God? Why does there have to be so many different denominations? Well, I hope in this episode, what I want to do is present that the term Baptist is still an important term. Now, before you turn off this episode and think that this is just going to be a Bible-thumping Baptist who's going to uh, shove down my throat how he is better and Baptists are better than everybody else, I encourage you to just listen through this episode and think about the things that uh, mark out what a Baptist truly believes. I want to begin this episode by reading uh, how Dr. McDill ends the chapter. It's on page 183. Listen to what he says. Why does the term Baptist still matters? Because salvation truth and biblical authority still matter. These issues have eternal significance. They always 
matter. Even or especially in our confused and conflicted world, they certainly matter. What difference does it make today? If you are a Baptist or tend to be Baptistic in your approach to ecclesiology, perhaps these arguments will help firm up your confidence in your Baptist beliefs. For all Christians, demystifying the relationship between church and salvation by embracing the simple biblical concept of believer's baptism, and therefore freeing ourselves from the woods, weeds, and vines of institutional Christianity as an infant baptism, may direct us towards a clear pathway where we are able to focus intently on the Lord Jesus himself and boldly declare with Paul, for I have resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. According to the New Testament, the only proper response to Christ and him crucified is faith. As the thief on the cross said to Jesus, remember me. So we trust in Christ's suffering and death on the cross, validated by his resurrection and nothing else. No matter how venerable or reasonable the institutional addition may appear. What a strong set of words by Dr. McDill there to state that the term Baptist still matters. And I want you to notice that he stakes the reason why the term Baptist still matters is because salvation truth and biblical authority still matter. One of the things coming out of the Protestant Reformation in the 16th century was the phrase sola fide. It was an understanding that salvation happens by faith alone. That is what captivated the mind and heart of Martin Luther, one of the early reformers, who read that verse in Romans chapter 1, the just shall live by faith. And what he realized in that verse and what Baptists have historically always uh, understood is that salvation does not come from creeds, councils, and churches, but salvation comes only by Christ, the Son of God, Jesus himself. So what is it that McDill stakes his whole argument for why Baptist, the term Baptist still matters? Because salvation matters, and salvation by faith alone matters. And then he also says that uh, the reason why the term Baptist matters is because biblical authority still matters. When we think of the idea of biblical authority, what we are dealing with is who it is that gives us the credence, gives us the uh, ability to make the decision decisions that we make. On page 154, uh, McDill says this at the very top of the page, By what authority do you do these things? Jesus was asked this question by those who were skeptical of him, and he employed an effective strategy. He answered a question with a question. He asked his skeptics by what authority John the Baptist baptized, heavens or men's. They could not return an answer. The question of authority is crucial in all times and in all circumstances, whether we are aware of it or not. By what authority? That's the question that Baptists have answered as being the Bible. 
If somebody were to ask a Baptist, by what authority do you practice baptism? A Baptist would say, by the Bible's authority. If somebody were to ask the question, by what authority do you practice a memorial view of the Lord's Supper? The Baptist would respond, by the Bible's authority. If somebody were to ask a Baptist, by what authority do you believe that salvation is by faith alone and not through creeds, councils, and churches? The Baptist would respond by saying the Bible's authority. For Baptists, there is only one authority, and that authority is God. And we only know who God is because he has chosen to reveal himself to us in two testaments. The 39 books that are understood as the Old Testament and the 27 books that are known as the New Testament. That is the canon of Scripture. That is the revelation of God to man. And because God is supreme in his authority, what he writes is also, therefore, supreme. So what authority is the final word for these matters concerning a definition of the church and salvation? The only thing that a Baptist can say is the Bible. Now, in our world today, that is a very controversial position to take to state that there is really only one high supreme authority. Because our world today, as he mentions on page 155, says that any truth claim is questionable. He says on page 155 in that first major first paragraph, he says, the conventional wisdom in our world today is that any claim to truth is questionable. On par, he says, as he tells an anecdote of his daughter commanding her brother by her own authority, the approved slogan of the times is that truth is relative. The world family has many dissonant voices claiming to be speaking with authority, but no one really has any. Take out the trash. Who says? I do, replies the parent. Whatever, says the child. Everything is relative and all statements are a matter of opinion only. Is that not really the, the place in which we live? We, we live in a day and age in which truth is completely relative. It is questionable to everyone. It is the uh, understanding that all truth is up to one's own interpretation and opinion. Well, when you adopt something like that, you have completely walked into a worldview that is noted as only being subjective. It is a worldview that is created only by the opinions of other people or the opinion of yourself. There is nothing governing the ideas uh, and the notion of truth. But for the Baptist, the Baptist has always said and will continue to always say that the high authority of the world, the high authority by which we are to do what we do, is scripture, is God himself. And he says on the bottom of page 155, if God has really spoken, then by virtue of his nature and authority as God, the creator and author of all, people really need to listen closely to what he says. If God is the creator of all the universe, and if he by his nature is God, then what he says is very important, and that is what makes uh, us understand authority. Now, what I want to do in the remaining time that we have is 
I want to outline for you uh, a small little acrostic that will help you to know what Baptists believe. We're going to utilize the term Baptist in order to do so. This is not uh, unique to me. Um, Others have used this before, but this is something I want to pass along to you. So if someone says, why does the term Baptist matter? You have a simple way to do this, okay? Number one, Baptist matters because biblical authority matters. We just dealt with that topic and how all authority comes from God and God has revealed himself to us in his speech known as the Bible. Therefore, biblical authority matters. And then we look at the second one, A, meaning that autonomy of a local church. A Baptist church is a church that is independent from the other churches around it. It does not submit to any council or any group of people. It is fully autonomous. It has the responsibility solely before God for all of its actions. Uh, They do not receive any type of memo from a group in any other place, but instead they are 100% fully autonomous to make the decisions for their own congregation. And then the P in Baptist stands for the priesthood of believers. This is speaking that the only mediator between God and man is the Son of God, Christ Jesus. And that the priesthood of the believers means because of the atoning work of Christ, all believers are able to go before the throne of God in prayer. This is what is taught to us in the book of Hebrews chapter 10. The Bible says that uh, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus Christ, which he inaugurated for us through his flesh, having our hearts sprinkled clean of an evil conscience, we draw near to God with full assurance of faith. That idea of being able to come before the very presence of God was a, a access to God that was restricted for people in the Old Testament. The only one who was able to go into the presence of God was the high priest. But the Bible teaches us in the book of Hebrews, because of the work of Jesus on the cross, everyone who has believed by faith have had their hearts sprinkled clean so that they can go before the presence of God as a priest would and talk to God. The T in the word Baptist stands for two ordinances. There are two recognized ordinances in the Baptist church. It is believer's baptism, that is, baptism by immersion. If you'd like to know more about that, you can listen to the previous episode that deals with how baptism still matters. And the second ordinance is the memorial view of the Lord's Supper, meaning that the supper that a church takes of the cup and the uh, bread is not a taking of the body and the blood of Christ, but instead it is a memorial view. It is a symbolic act that is done in order to remind the believer of the faith they have put in the atoning work of Christ. The I in Baptist stands for individual soul liberty. Uh, this means that Man has the individual responsibility for God, for his actions. The S means that it is for a saved, baptized church membership. This is responding to, and this is speaking of, 
that the only ones who are members of a Baptist church are those who have expressed, uh, who have repented of their sins, believed by faith, and made that known through believers' baptism. And then finally, the T in Baptist is for two offices. Every Baptist church holds that there are two offices that need to be occupied. The first office is what is really known widely as the office of deacon. Uh, that is the office of the servants of the church who are responsible for, uh, as Acts 6 says, keeping the peace and also taking care of the everyday ministries of the church so that the pastors, which is the second office, can devote themselves to the word and to prayer. So the two offices in a Baptist church are the office of deacon and pastor. It is important to note for our current uh, cultural setting that the office of deacon and the office of pastor are both limited to men. Uh, the function of preaching and the function of pastoring is a synonymous understanding in the New Testament in the context of a local church. Therefore, just as 1 Timothy teaches that the Bible does not permit a woman to exercise authority over man in the act of teaching, it is also true that a woman cannot exercise authority over a congregation as a pastor as well. So the office of pastor and the office of deacon are limited to the man who is to lead the church just as he is to lead in the home. So I hope this uh, acrostic Baptist will help you to see that the, the idea of being a Baptist is an idea that is rooted in the authority of Scripture, and it is an idea that explains for us the doctrines of salvation and the doctrine of the church. Uh, for you to be able to remember this, I will put this in the comments section of this podcast so that you can always hold to this acrostic and be able to explain to anybody that you come across why the term Baptist matters. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Text Driven Podcast as we have dealt with the term, why does the term Baptist still matter? If you'd like to learn more about the ministries of our church here at Fellowship Church, I encourage you to go to our website, www.fellowshipchurch.co. If you would uh, like to uh, join us for one of our worship services here in Southwest Florida, you can do so by finding the times and locations on our website. We would love to have you. At Fellowship Church, we're a family, and it is a great place to be and to worship God together. Hey, until next time for another episode, I hope that you will continue to live a text-driven life. God bless.